Now that music can only mean one thing. It is time for On the Outside with me, Marcus Taylor, and of course, the great Harry Vanderwood. Happy pod day to you, Tails. Always excited to be recording. Oh, look, absolutely, Vanders. It is always exciting to recording, but... I think we've got to uh, we've got to take people behind the fourth wall here a little bit, Vanders. We've got to give them a glimpse behind the door. I have not been able to get a hold of you for three straight days. Do you care to share why I haven't been able to get a hold of you? Three straight days? I don't know what you're talking about. I've been I've been everywhere, mate. I've been on the line trying to think of some good stories for the week, and you just these accusations are out, outrageous. Look, a little bit of Stewie McGill performance from yourself, oh. but it's only because it's only because I believe, Vanders, that. You entered a podcast competition, national competition, I think, nationally or internationally recognised, and you received a mark that was, what was it, 98 out of 100, was it? I fear I have to correct you here straight off the bat. Not a podcast competition. No, I haven't been cheating on you. Rather, it was a a university assignment, uh, which I was completing, about tourism. An internationally Uh, recognised university, and tourism is a global thing. Yeah, all right, fair enough. And uh, yeah, look, managed to get uh, a big 98% on it, which was uh, exciting. And the comment, the feedback was, you've got a great podcast voice. So for all the listeners out there doubting that, uh, look, it's, it's you Taz. an insult or a compliment? No, I think it's a compliment. University of Tasmania has said, uh, so if you don't like my voice, then you're wrong, according to the University of Tasmania. Oh, let, let the word ring forth. Everybody's on notice from now on that you have a, a fantastic voice for podcasting. Uh, a man that, that does have a fantastic point, uh, voice for podcasting band, as I've always felt, is, uh, is our very own TD Payne, Timothy David. Uh, made some interesting comments during the week. Yes, Test Captain Tim Payne certainly did. Made a few comments about uh, Steve Smith and his future captain, uh, captain's aspirations for the Australian team. What do you make of it, Tails? So did he say that, um, that Steve Smith shouldn't captain Australia ever again? I'm assuming that's what he said. No, I think he, he said he'd be fully supportive of, of, of Smith taking up the captaincy after he was done. So What? Um, you know, interesting. Is that, a, is, that a, is that a no to Pat Cummins captaining? What's he, is he endorsing uh, Smithy or what's... Is, is, is he doing that thing where like coaches try and motivate their players through the media? Is that, is that what he's... Is he doing the silly buggers of of trying to get Pat Cummins fired up. No, I think the important thing for everyone to recognize here, Vanders, and, and this, is, this is one of those situations where you have to look under the lid a bit. I think the comments were probably taken out of context. I reckon what, what has probably happened here is somebody asked him, look, if you retired and if Pat Cummins wasn't available, how would you feel about Steve Smith captaining? And he's going, yeah, I'd support him. Absolutely. I think he'd do a great job. You know, I think he's learned. And that's probably what happened. This is not some sort of ringing endorsement. He's not being CA's patsy by launching this at a charity event. This was just him giving an honest answer. Yeah, look, I think as you say, I think you're right. There's, there's sort of three ways that it could have gone down. It's either um, pain going against the, the status quo and supporting Smith against Cricket Australia's wishes, um, which I think is unlikely. It's either Cricket Australia wanting pain to to leak out some support for Smith because they're mm. thinking going back to him, which I think also is unlucky. And the third Real is that house he was... of card stuff from CA. <laughs> and the third is that he was just asked a question, you know, would, would you support Smith if he was my captain or, or would you support Smith even um, being considered as being captain, um, which I think is what his comments were. Yeah, I'd support, I'd support Smith being considered captain. Um, it's not exactly what he said, but I, I tend to think that's what it is. And, and the media just love is jumps all over Ooh. anything to do with Smith. 
um, and just anything in the Australian test team, especially when the captain's involved. So, look, I don't, I don't think there's too much there, to be completely honest. I think he's just supporting his, his mate and his teammate. Of course, Vanders, this couldn't be possible without our great friends at Straight Bat Single Malt. You like playing a straight bat, don't you? Certainly do, as do many other athletes around the country. They love to sit back, relax with a fine dram of straight bat single malt. Great for these winter months coming up. Oh, it certainly is, Vanders. There's uh, some rumours came out during the week that um, the last test, the last Ashes test, um, may be Perth instead of the traditional um, SCG being the last test. But not that uh, the time slots will change for the SCG, but that there's going to be a test um, even later in the new year. So that's that's really interesting. And I, I wonder why they're doing it, Tails. Do you, do you have any insights? Uh, look, I've got a good guess. I would say my best guess. Not, not unfortunately, my most uh, salacious guess. But uh, the best guess, look, is, is simply that the Australian and English players would have to do two weeks of quarantine when they come back from the, uh, the 2020 World Cup in India. So that... I think is scheduled to finish uh, in the middle of November, I want to say, uh, which would mean that basically they wouldn't be out of quarantine probably until the 1st of December, in which case you'd have to play to get that SCG test in. You'd have to play five tests in five weeks, which would just cook blokes. So I think that's probably the, the true reason. You don't want to move, obviously, the Boxing Day test. You don't want to move the New Year's Day test. So somebody gets squeezed out, and in this case, it's Perth. Having said that, Really good for the broadcasters, though. If you could sell them... If you remember remember last year with the Brisbane test at the end there, where uh, it was sort of, you know, they had that thrilling end to the test and it was really good and people were glued to their TVs, but it was a ch- Tuesday afternoon. I think if you ask the TV executives, hey, can we get a deciding test in prime time? They would absolutely love that as well. So I think it's, it's an added bonus for them. Day night, you think? I don't think so. I don't think they'd leave oh, a deciding not in, not test as a day night. Yeah, no, of course, the time difference. I, yeah. I think we'll ask, like uh, Channel Seven as a Channel Seven employee. I reckon we'll ask the question. I don't think we'll get it, but we will ask the question for sure. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it be finishing far too late if it's in Perth though? Uh, it'd be like ten, eleven. Day night. Yeah. Yeah. You'd, you'd have pretty much the entire test in in that nighttime session. Yeah. Which, true. You know, you'd be up against the Australian Open. It'd be good to sort of block out a deciding Ashes test in that time from the, uh, from the Channel 7 perspective. Talking about uh, Perth tales mm. uh, in summer. It gets very hot it, there in summer, doesn't it? Doesn't it get very hot? And just news during the week is that the uh, AFLW schedule has, has changed around. So it's going from November through to January, Feb. Is that correct? It's, uh, it's December. It is December through to March now. So. Okay. <laughs> May just completely wrong. Well, look, it's not for the first time. The the point is they are playing in the heat of Perth. Uh, Do you think that's going to be a worry? Oh, look, I'm worried. I'm not even a player. I'm worried about how hot I'm going to get. So that, (laughs) I mean, anyway, not even just Perth. They're playing Melbourne, Adelaide. It's going to be Mm. very hot to be playing AFL football. So uh, I'm a little bit confused as to the reason behind that schedule change. Um, uh, Yeah, I think we'll hear more about it, though, over the coming weeks, Uh, possibly a bit of fallout. Oh, I think we will too. And I, I found it interesting to, uh, to see a couple of people. Uh, Beck Goddard, of course, supported it. Um, Georgie Parker, the former uh, AFLW player and, and Hockey Roo, supported it. I, I get the theory. You want to have the clean air, but you're also <laughs> up against uh, BBL, WBBL, 
the Ashes, uh, every other summer sport that we've got. So it's an extraordinarily difficult, uh, difficult time slot for them to win. My biggest worry is I, I thought the footy this year was a lot better, like way better than it has been in the past because you're starting to get, play, instead of former athletes playing, playing footy, you're starting to get footy players playing footy and they're starting to come through a lot more. And I worry if you're playing a 40-degree game in Perth, you're not, you're not trying to outrun your opposition. It's just it's going to be kick to kick, and you're going to play that game as slow as possible. And I'm I survival worry, of the fittest. Yeah, I worry that that's what we're going to see from the footy this year, which would be a real shame. Um, but to, for mine, I think you just got to bite the bullet and work out a way to have the seasons run concurrently. Yeah, well, I think we we talked about it off air tales, but if you could mix, you know, have footy seven days a week, say a uh, mix of AFLW AFL, um, perhaps that's a, a different way to do it. Yeah, I think so. If it was mine, I'd probably carve out that, that two o'clock Saturday time slot and just say, you know what? Like, this is, this is it. This is, this, the two o'clock Saturday is going to be AFLW from now on. No, I get it. You can't fit every single game in there. But you can work some other things around. Thursday night footy, for example. I'm sure there'd be plenty of AFLW players that would love to play Thursday night footy on free-to-air TV, you know, at Marvel Stadium, for example. I think that I think that would work out as well. I think there's ways. It's it's annoyed me that the WBBL season, when it starts, is just weekends only. Like, why the hell aren't they playing Thursday and, and Friday night? Because it would be, you know, you'd own that time slot. There's no other sport on. So I think there's ways. I think you just have to bite the bullet and go for it. Well, another thing is, well, where where are they going to be playing? In in what stadiums? If there's cricket, BBL right, flat exactly out. Exactly right. Where exactly is the right. AFLW going to be hosted? I don't think it's a it's a great look to be on some country rural ground somewhere i want aflw at at uh at perth stadium um you know at the mcg adelaide oval and i don't see how that's going to be a possibility when the cricket wickets are up so i think that's very disappointing as well it's not the only 40 news that came out uh, yesterday van is the aflw schedule uh just this one yesterday patrick cripps now Anybody that's watched him play this year knows he's injured. I you know I went and watched him play Essen a couple of weeks ago and like Archie Perkins was knocking him off the ball. Right, the poor guy could not bend over, clearly injured. Everyone knows he's injured. Even David Teague said he was injured two months ago. Come out this week that, oh, by the way, it's a fractured back. And this, this is where it gets interesting because David Teague says, oh, no, it's not a fractured back and no... To my knowledge, he's not getting injections. I don't understand why he should be, why he's playing. Like, whose call is that? Is it the is it the player's call? Is it the coach's call? Like, surely the doctor has enough strength here to be like, mate, Tiggy, he's got a broken back. He cannot play. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because I think that if you're a coach in this current day and you come out and say, a player's not getting injections, then you want to be damn sure they're not getting injections. It feels like he's very specific about not having a fractured back, which just makes you think that he has some other technicality of a fractured a stress back. stress reaction. Yeah, so I, I really don't understand. And, and as you say, if he's playing, you know, injured, then why? <laughs> why not just rest him? He, I mean, he's still fairly young. Exactly. So you don't need to drive him into the... I know he's that sort of player that, uh, you know, like a Josh Kennedy for Sydney, 
is there's a lot of weight on his on his shoulders and he you know he may not have the longest career just because of the style of hard inside footy that he plays not like you and I tails uh, yeah, exactly. so yeah I, I got a question why he's playing and what's wrong with him oh I um, absolutely agree I agree with you and I don't understand why to to your point like he's playing he's costing himself money every single week every single week he's costing himself more money in his new deal and I think this goes to show just how much external uh, pressure matters at football clubs. So the, the reason, purely and simply, the reason he's playing is because 80% of Paddy Cripps might be enough on occasions to win them a couple of games. And they, they want to play finals. And pure, what they really needed, there was a strong coach or a strong board or whoever it is, somebody to, to come out publicly and say in the moment, look, Patrick Cripps is injured. Now it sucks for you, Carlton supporters. We all wanted to get carried away and play finals this year. But he, I'm sorry, he's injured and he's not going to play and we're going to get him right. And that's what they really needed. Well, the quote from Teague is he's fine. Yeah. Uh, everything's <laughs> sure. Everything's healed and he's sure. fine. So, Just a yeah. quick one on that, just before we leave it. This, this is what annoys me about the media is that you, you look at every single journo after that was, every single footy journo after that, that news became public, worst kept secret in footy is finally public. Well, if you had the story, why wouldn't you publish it then? If you knew he had a fractured pack, why wouldn't you tell everyone? Yeah, it's that classic secret media code that I don't understand. We won't have any of that in our, our show, Taz. No, exactly. Full honesty for, for you, dear listener. We're getting sued for defamation left, right and centre. We'll throw anything out there. All right, Banders. Now, uh, just quickly before we uh, we head on to our hot takes, I know that uh, I think I'm ahead on the hot takes, actually. Sure Absolutely not. I, I think Absolutely not. Uh, just quickly, uh, this is just something I think for our listeners just to keep an eye on. And it's um, it's something that you and I are probably going to explore in a bit of bit of depth later on. Do you notice this story about the AFL pissing off the clubs by signing up Maccas as a ball sponsor? Yeah, I did. I did look at that. Uh, it sort of just passed almost under the radar um, during the week. It's not super sexy news when you get involved with sponsors, but um, it seems like that currently the the uh, the clubs themselves can have sponsors on their on the balls for their home games, um, and and it seems like the AFL has just decided to come in, say no to that, and are putting mackers on the mm. ball with the big sort of AFL wide deal, which has really pissed off a lot of clubs, and I think they're going to lose sponsors from it, um, including uh, the United, the, the fuel, the fuel company is, mm. you know, sponsors four clubs and is on their ball and now they're not going to be there anymore. And, you know, they're probably going to pull their sponsorship. So uh, yeah, really interesting space with the AFL sponsorship marketing at the moment. Hey, uh, man, it's just before our hot takes, uh, a couple of questions from our listeners, actually. I think we've selected the best ones from, uh, from this week. Uh, what do we got? Yeah. So we've got a little new segment that I've made up during the week called Beautiful. just, Quick fire questions, very original name, but uh, yeah. So essentially, uh, some listeners have have sent in some questions. So we just want you know a couple of sentences, tales what what your what your thoughts are. So I'll uh, I'll do the asking this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> put put you right. under the pump. Under the, that's what it should be called. Under the pump. I think we already had one called under the pump. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, should Aussies be going to the Olympics, tales? Absolutely, but it should be an individual choice. They should absolutely be going to the Olympics and they should also be required to 
quarantine for two weeks once they get back. What about once they arrive there? No, go for your life. Okay, it's a nice spot. Uh, are Melbourne the real deal? I've had this question multiple times from listeners. Are Melbourne the real thing? Yes, because they're not playing well right now and they're still winning. Plus, they've also got... They're very difficult to score against. And I think that's going to take you to minimum to a prelim, most likely to a grand final. I would almost say they're playing a grand final at this point. Lovely. And when, where will the Swans finish this year? The Swans will finish sixth. They will host a final against the Eagles and they'll win that. Then they'll go and play a semi-final, which they'll lose to the Dogs in a uh, shootout at Marvel. Don't mind it. Uh, and last one for you. And we're going to get into some full Ashes predictions later in the year. So we don't want to get like too this. intense right now. Leading wicket taker for the next Ashes series. And why is it Joffre Archer? I was going to say, I thought I'd get you by saying, ah, oh, no, it's actually Joffre Archer. You were expecting me to go to Hazel or something. It is Joffre uh, because he's just so fast. Like he's just so quick. And first game, Brisbane, he'll take poles. Second game, Adelaide, it's one of the, you know, it's a pink ball test, poles. Yeah, might have a quiet, like Melbourne, Sydney, whatever. Finish in Perth. Can you imagine him at 8.30 at night just rolling in? <sighs> they play a day-night test with a pink pill at Perth. And it's just Joffrey just lifting off. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm glad we gave up the game. Oh, dear. Had nothing to do with talent. If you, uh, if you want to get in touch with your quick fire questions for next week, you can do so on Twitter. I'm yes. at HVDW7. And Tails, you are? I'm fairly certain I'm at, at Marcus underscore Taylor 16. So if, if I haven't received any of your DMs this week, that's, uh, I probably gave you the wrong one. Uh, last week. Uh, hot takes, Fanders. You got a hot take for the weekend? I do have a hot take. Uh, my hot take is GWS to, to beat Richmond yep. at Marvel and to replace them in the eight. Ooh, don't mind that. Don't mind that at all. I'm going for North. are going to break their duck. They are going to beat Hawthorne down at the University of Tasmania Stadium in mm. Launceston and break the duck. And all this talk about a, a priority pick is just going to magically disappear. They have not been a happy team at Hawthorne, have they? <laughs> On that brilliant note, we'll leave it there for today. Uh, Manders, thank you very much. Thanks, Tails. Talk soon. Chat then. Chat then.